0: Hey there guys, welcome back to a brand new episode of Throwback Thursday. This is the one and only show where we go back in time and we review a movie as if we had seen it for the very first time. And this is a solo episode of the show. Uh, not, not, don't have any guests, this is just me kind of just sitting here and reviewing uh, the next film of, Throwba- of Throwback Thursday, of the rebooted Throwback Thursday. And we are reviewing, this week we are reviewing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Last week we reviewed Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. Uh, me and Robert Martinez uh, had a lot of fun uh, talking about that movie. Now, I should let you guys know, um, on the Webslingers podcast, I had announced that Robert Martinez was going to be joining me. Um, that was a lie. <laughs> um, the reality was... Uh, unfortunately, Robert's schedule and my schedule just didn't work out, and we couldn't get him on this episode. So, but trust, trust and believe—he wanted to be here. He really wanted to be on this episode because he loves the these mo- both of these movies, Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. But don't worry, uh, he will return sooner rather than later. Um, but we're just gonna uh, where the next few Throwback Thursdays. Don't expect to see uh, to see Robert on them. Uh, Especially since I'm going to be reviewing the Hobbit films next, which he absolutely despises. (laughs) Anyway, um, all right, let's get this party started. Let's talk about the one, the only sequel to Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was released on May 5th, 2017, and starred and as directed by James Gunn, produced by Kevin Feige, and stars Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Dave Batista, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, Michael Rooker, Karen Gillen, Pom Clement, Clementioff? Klem- K- whatever. <laughs> um, Elizabeth Debicki. Sean Gunn, Sylvester Stallone, and, of course, Kurt Russell as Ego. Uh, and uh, Tyler Bates comes back to do the music for the film. And, yeah, we've got tons of stuff to talk about. Um, I want to kind of talk about what I kind of... I, I kind of want to give you guys... I just want to jump right into it. I don't want to... Do any memories of the film? I just want to start and get right into it. Um, I really like this movie. Do I love it? No, far from love it. Um, I think it's got a lot of issues, but I overall can have fun with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. It is by no means better than the first one. I overall really enjoy the movie. I think, um, I think the characters this time around were were a lot more fleshed out and a lot more developed um uh I think the humor is great I think this movie is a lot funnier than the first one um I think the villain is better uh and we'll get into that um well without getting into spoilers we'll we'll definitely get into um the the villain and and uh who who it is and and the big little surprise uh uh, over the villain, but um, yeah, I really do like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, uh, and uh, yeah, I I, I, th- I just think it's I think it's great. Uh, I think the soundtrack is actually my favorite part of this entire movie. I think the soundtrack is better than the one in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. I've probably listened to the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two soundtrack way more than I did with the Volume One uh, album, uh, so. So there that there's that, um, but uh, yeah this uh, yeah um, uh, this movie uh, it was announced the sequel uh, was announced in July of twenty fourteen right around Comic Con and was and the original release date was July twenty eighth twenty seventeen, um, and then uh, just a few months later Kevin Feige did this uh, uh, just. A year later in... uh, Well, actually, no. Not even a year later. It was back in 20... It was October of 2014. Because this was right around the time Avengers Age of Ultron was coming out. Uh, Kevin Feige had that big... um, That uh, El Capitan announcement where he announced the lineup for Phase 3. And uh, he... He basically confirmed that Guardians of the Galaxy was coming out. And then James Gunn sent in a video talking about how it was going to get pushed up to May 5th, 2017. And it was a, it was going to be the, the movie of the summer. And it was promoted very heavily. Um, James Gunn really had so much love behind Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um, uh, in fact, I, I believe James Gunn has said that um it's a more personal movie than guardians of the galaxy volume one um and you can definitely see some of his some of his influence considering that he is the sole writer and director he uh didn't have because in the first one he co-wrote the script in this one he is the writer of the film um and uh and i really appreciate i actually really enjoy that i think it's really i, I think he does a magnificent job kind of constructing the story and actually um give putting the characters in new and different places because um uh because you know what a lot of sequels tend to do is that they tend to repeat the uh, some of the aspects of the first one and not that this movie doesn't do that there are some aspects where it's like yep that's a moment from guardians one Oh, that's a moment from Guardians 1. You know, there's tons of mo- There, There's a couple moments in particular like that. But I think the movie... I think what James Gunn is able to do is he's able to just kind of... He's able to basically start fresh and basically uh, put these characters to new and different places, um, especially with the character of Peter Quill. He's able to... Put Peter Quill on this brand new journey um, basically continuing the storyline of who is his father like who is Peter Quill's father and we do get that answer um, in the movie um, so let's go ahead and just start by talking about the positives and negatives um, so uh, my positives I'm gonna start with the positives actually um, yeah I'm gonna start with the positives um, number one, I think the de-aging CGI on Kurt Russell in the opening scene is fantastic. I think it is a great uh, use of the technology of de-aging. Um, even though I wasn't a huge fan of it in The Irishman, I think this is an example on how you do it right. Um, whereas in The Irishman, um, unfortunately, there were multiple moments in that film where you can tell they are de-aging somebody who is about in their, in their 80s. Um, uh, but I... I Overall, really loved the use of it. They actually made Kurt Russell look like a younger Kurt Russell, which is fantastic. Um, um, I think this, and then, you know, it kind of fast forwards, and then we get to my second positive, which is the soundtrack Um, and the theme. Like I love the Guardians theme is fantastic, but then they have this baby group dancing opening with Mr. Blue Sky playing in the background. It's so. Freaking great. Every song on the soundtrack is uh, amazing. Actually, let me bring up the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 oh. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 soundtrack. Oh. oh, no, not the cast. Dang it. Dang it, Zig, you have one job. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I bring... I. I tend to, when I do this on my own, it's very, um, I don't have a, a fact checker with me. So I basically am my own fact checker. Um, righty. Let's take a look here. Okay. So, um, we have Mr. Blue Sky, which is the first song, um, Fox on the Run, which I don't think is actually in the movie, but it's on the soundtrack. Lakeshore Drive, The Chain, Bring It On Home To Me by Sam Cooke. Uh, Southern Nights by Glenn Campbell uh, My Sweet Lord Brandy uh, by Looking Glass uh, Come a Little Bit Closer uh, Wham Bam sh- uh, sh- Shang uh, And it cuts off uh, but whatever uh, Surrender Father and Son Flashlight and Guardians Inferno Which is an original song sung by uh, 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 I guess it's James Gunn's uh band um with uh with David Hasselhoff in it but yeah it's it's really it's a really great soundtrack just a collection of songs songs that i actually really love like i love basically every single song on this on this list some of these i had never heard of before the movie came out like but the the the, the song i'll tell you what these are the songs i heard before the movie came out Mr. Blue Sky uh, Fox on the Run, The Chain, Bring It, uh, Bring It On Home to Me, Southern Nights, and then uh, Brandy. Uh, those are the only songs I knew before going into this movie. Every other song was actually um, new to me, um, but it's all really, it was all really, really great songs, and a lot of it actually does. Um, for me, actually make actually elevates the movie. For me, um, if you're going to have a soundtrack, if you're going to have songs from other artists in your movie, have it elevate the story. Have it kind of m- push the story forward. And a lot of the songs do. Um, in fact, Brandy has a very critical importance to what ego's whole philosophy is um and we'll definitely talk about that but but the, uh uh brandy is a definitely a very important song um to the movie um but also you know come a little bit closer with, with uh uh and that song plays when yondu and rocket are escaping the uh the Ravenger ship um it's such a fun little sequence um, but we'll definitely talk about that later but um, Baby Groot's dancing is awesome in fact uh, one of my earlier skits was actually uh, me and Robert uh, one weekend decided we're going to do a parody uh, and, and the only reason why I did it I'll, tell, I'll give you a backstory. back in 2017 there was a big huge fight that was going on between Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather now, I made the unfortunate decision of picking a UFC fighter who had never been in a boxing ring, who uh, is gonna beat uh, someone who is like 49 and 0 in a in a boxing match, um, and uh, <laughs> I lost a bet. And basically, um, instead of betting money, um, my my little thing for losing the bet was that I had to get on camera and do and and dance on camera. And so what I decided to do was I decided instead of actually just standing in front of a camera dancing, why don't I just turn it into a skit where I'm basically doing my version of the Baby group opening from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, um, and so and then I got Robert involved uh, in that, and it was just it, it's an awesome video. I might I might have to look at I might have to look for it, um, and definitely try to get it. Uh, uploaded for you guys and 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 just try and show you guys just the early days of the Zeke Senso, uh, of the Zeke said so uh skits but uh but yeah uh anyway um, so that 's great uh the humor is awesome I love the the whole my one of my favorite moments uh just in the opening is when Drax is like the the beast skit is too thick to be uh uh to be pierced from the outside, I must go in the inside and kill it that way. And then all of a sudden he go, jumps inside. Quill's like, um, the same level of thickness is uh is in the inside as on the outside. And then is like, I realize that and then all of a sudden it cuts to Drax just trying to cut the skin open. <laughs> it's so great. And then he comes out of it and he's like, Yes, I have single-handedly vanquished the beast. <laughs> Um, I love that. And then I love the whole... um, What are they called again? Annual X batteries. Harbulary batteries. That's nothing like what I just said. (laughs) That's such a great, great moment. Um, But then uh, uh, we meet the Sovereign, which I'll get into the Sovereign in my negatives. But uh, we meet the Sovereign. And then I like the space battle. And I actually... I will say this about the Sovereign. I actually like their way of pi- their remote piloted spacecrafts i like it that it's kind of and i like it how uh james good utilizes um i like it how they utilize and this is definitely a credit to the sound team but i like how the sound team utilized um arcade noises when when using the when basically uh they're they're remote piloting the ships you can you you can definitely hear an arcade noise it's like they're playing. Um, uh a, a a point a pov version of uh of galica or something you know um it's it's a really great great thing and it's a little a great little detail i like those small little details in movies there's there's certain details like that that make me go oh that's clever that's actually really really clever um but i like that and i like it how Drax jumps out and is like die spaceship and he blows the thing up uh, uh, Ego comes in and saves him. And then we meet Kurt Russell as Ego. and I I actually really like Kurt Russell as Ego. And you know what? I'll get into the villain twist now. That twist... The twist of him being a villain of the movie... Really kind of threw me for a loop. Because in the trailers... Um, I don't know if you guys remember this, but in the trailers for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, they heavily promoted the Sovereign were the main villains. And, you know, there was one trailer of uh, the, um, uh, the, the main leader, uh, I think her name is Aisha or something. But she basically says, you know, it is our duty to cleanse the universe of this weakness or something. And basically kind of promoting that they were going to be the main villains. And they're not. Um, in fact, they literally add nothing to the story whatsoever. They add absolutely nothing. And they are literally pointless. You know, um, there is an end credit scene, which I will talk about, that actually sets up a certain character that is kind of connected to them. But we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, and I gotta say, I like the design of the planets in this movie. I, I like how we go to new worlds. You know, it, it it could have been a trap to just revisit some of the same places from the last movie. You know, oh, we're gonna go to nowhere again, or we're gonna go to uh, Morag, or we're gonna go to Xandar. Uh, um, uh, you know, we're gonna go back to Xandar. And in fact, there is a moment where you know they capture Nebula, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna go to Xandar, we're gonna turn her in, and we're gonna collect the bounty." But then that doesn't work, and they end up getting uh, stuck, you know, while while going about their mission, and they and and they just enter. They give they. James Gunn was really smart to really let us see other sides of the galaxy, other planets, you know, um, like. Uh, Bearheart, which is a really great uh, plan, uh planet design, and I even like the design of um, ego of the of ego's world. Um, I love that design. I I think it looks so great, and the coloring uh, is, is just so vibrant. You know, um, in this one than it was in the first one, because um, in the first one everything looked a little bit, you know, I'm not saying it looked like christopher nolan dark or anything but you know in the first one everything looked a little bit grayish and a little bit you know it was kind of like a darker a little bit of a, a more darker series tone um obviously you know they had it was a comedy it was it was a comedy uh a space opera comedy um but the the i'm i'm talking about the coloring the color Grading of it was kind of a little bit dim, uh, and you know it was a little bit more dimmer. But this one, they actually embraced the vibrancy of um, of the of the movie, and I really loved loved that. Um, I love what they do with Yondu, Michael Rooker. I think this is really um, a great showing of how good of an actor he is, um, and he's friends with James Gunn. He was in a lot of James Gunn's movies. In fact, uh, let me bring up. Some of Michael Rooker's movies. Um, Let me bring it up here. Because I think he was in... I I know... Was he in... I'm trying to see if he was in... Yeah, he was in Slither. Um, He's going to be in The Suicide Squad. Which is going to be interesting. Uh, let me find, uh, I'm pretty sure he was in, uh, James Gunn's, uh, Slither, uh, um, trying to see what else was he in. It was James Gunn related. Mm -hmm. Trying to see. and try and check this out here i want to say he was in super but i might be wrong on that yeah he was in super okay so he was in super um and yeah you know he he's he's and i i just love what they do with his character in this movie with Yondu, because in the first one Yondu was about you know was the 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 tough guy and he didn't really have much to him. All you knew is that you know he threat you know he uh, stopped uh, the other Ravengers from wanting to kill Peter when he was a kid. Um, uh, <laughs> I love it when uh, Peter goes, Yondu abducted me and threatened to eat me, and then Eagles like eat you. And then he goes, that son of a... I just love it the way he says, that son of a bitch. (laughs) I love the way he says it. I just find it so hilarious. But I think he's fantastic. There's one scene in particular that I'll talk about later. But between him and Rocket, that's fantastic. One of my favorite scenes in the MCU. But there's one moment between him and... And, um, Sylvester Stallone's character, Stakar, who is actually Starhawk in the comics. And I believe Starhawk, I want to say he was, I want to say he was, um, an original guardian. I want to say he was an, uh, I want to say he was, um, a, uh, uh like a what was i going to say he he was like the original leader of the guardians of the galaxy i want to I, I, I that sounds right to me i don't know for sure um again this would really help if i i might have to i'll have to ask robert about it but um i i i think i remember something like that but um we meet him and i love that moment between him uh i just love how I just love how Sylvester Stallone, you know, because I love Sylvester Stallone, man. Not, he's, a, he's a great actor. I mean, he's a great actor, but I, 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 I like doing impressions of his voice. Um, and so it's like, uh, like, throughout the movie where he's like, he's like, um, You will never hear the horns of freedom when you die, Yondu. <laughs> I was expecting him to look at Yondu and say, If I could change... You can change. We could all change. <laughs> and then you will hear the hordes of freedom when you die, aren't you? <laughs> I just. I, <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, and I remember before the movie came out, um, and I saw him in the movie when he first appears in the movie, because I didn't know who he was going to play. You know, they kept it a secret for the longest time, but then he shows up in the movie. And when he shows up as a Ravenger, I was I immediately thought to myself, Oh my gosh, Rocky the Ravenger. Rocky the Ravenger. <laughs> but anyway, um, I don't know. I just found that hilarious. Um I even like I like Mantis. Um, I like her kind of dynamic with Drax. I like it with Drax <laughs> again that tells her uh he's like, Oh yeah, go ahead, pet him. You know, he and she pets Rocket, and then Rocket tries to bite it, bite her, and she's like, uh, and he starts laughing. He's like, "That was a practical joke," and she starts laughing. and Go, I liked it very much. <laughs> um, um, and I like her. I like her. I think her powers are very interesting. That she's, you know, she, um, not only can she feel somebody else's feelings, but she can also kind of, um, uh, like she can change she can almost alter somebody's feelings you know um like how she uses her abilities to help ego sleep um which i think is great and it comes back to play um towards the third act which is amazing um uh and and i just like it i also like it when. <laughs> when um, they're on the ship, they're on their way to Ego's planet, and he's like, um, "She's like, you feel a romantic, sexual love for her," and then all of a sudden, <laughs> Drax is like, ah. "He starts laughing. He's like, she just told everyone your deepest, darkest secrets." <laughs> and she's like he's like come on dude i think you're overreacting a little bit and he's like you must be so embarrassed (laughs) um i loved it i thought it was hilarious um um i also love the the whole taser face thing uh skipping forward a little bit um yondu rocket group get captured by the Ravagers. A mutiny starts led by this guy named Taserface, and it's so freaking funny how he's like, he's like, uh, Rocket's like, your name is Taserface? And he's like, yes, it is a name that strikes fear on anyone who, <laughs> who who hears it. And then all of a sudden he's like, and all of a sudden all the Ravagers are like, ah, okay, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like, he's like, um... Uh, Oh, what does he say? He goes. <laughs> He's like, um, "What was your second choice, scrotum?" <laughs> 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 it's so awesome. Um, I love it, and I like it when it, when um, they um, they I like how they they don't kill them; they throw them in prison. In fact. Um, they're going to sell Yondu to the Kree, because um, we learned that Yondu was Kree battle slave who was, uh, rescued by, um, Sakaar, uh, or stakar whatever, uh, Starhawk, uh, Sylvester Stallone's character. Um, and, uh, and then this leads to one of the funniest gags in the movie and that's Groot Trying to get Yandu's fin. And this is one of the fun. In fact. They actually showed this whole gag. At San Diego Comic Con. I really. Man. A part of me wishes I was there so bad. So I can just see that scene before it was. uh, Before the movie. Because it's so funny where. It starts with him going. "Uh, The thing I wear on my head. It's red. Go get it. And all of a sudden she goes and gets it. And he's like. "Um, That's my underwear. He's like, yeah, I was pretty sure he didn't know what you were talking about. He comes back with um, a bunch of stuff. He comes back with a desk. And then, he, and then he comes back with like a one of those creatures he was chasing around during the Mr. Blue Sky sequence. Um, <laughs> and then the funniest thing ever. He comes back with um, a severed human. Is I can't remember. Was it a toe or a thumb? Um, but I can't remember what it was But he's like Please tell me you have a, a drawer filled with severed human toes And then Yandu shakes his head And he goes Okay Well let's agree never to discuss this And then all of a sudden um, Gives him this little emblem uh, That that basically is um, the, the same symbol that the drawer has on it And then Groot puts it on his head He's like He thinks you want him to wear it as a hat And he's like He's relieved you don't want him to wear it as a hat He hates hats on anyone, not just himself, and then he goes. Uh, one minute you think someone's got a weird shaped head, uh, the set, The later you find out part of that part of that head is the hat. That's why you don't like hats. <laughs> um, and then we get um, and I and I like it how Craglin, um, who's played by Sean Gunn, uh, James Gunn's brother. I like it how he uh, throws the uh, um, the fin back at Yondu and goes, I didn't mean to start a mutiny that killed all my friends. I, I was like, when he said that, I was like, man, I felt bad. I feel bad for him. Like, that's sad. I, I actually like him. <laughs> um, it was that line, actually that one line that actually made me really like Raglan. Um And then, obviously, the escape with Yondu and Rocket listening to uh, come a little bit closer. Um... With, with um Yondu using all the arrows to kill all the ravengers, Groot literally takes one of the guys who was dumping uh beer on him earlier and like throws him off a throws him off a ramp um which I was like, holy wow uh Groot weirdly has a death count in this movie um and then uh let me see where where am I going from here? Um, oh, and I like it how they add one more bit to the taser face joke where he's like, "Tell him, tell your, tell your queen of the man who would seal Yondu's fate, taser face." And all of a sudden she's like, and then she starts laughing. I was like, I was like, because <laughs> that got me too. I was like, oh my gosh, that's great. That's great. Just one more kind of you know, ending to the whole joke. Um, um, and then I like it when uh, they they are doing um, 700 clicks to Ego's planet. And he's like, it's not normal for somebody to do more than 50 jumps at a time. I know that. We're about to do 700. And as they're going through the, the planet, the, they're making all these weird faces and screaming. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> that makes that makes me laugh so hard um um and then uh let me see let's let's see uh i i like the the scene where nebula comes in and oh actually before i talk about that i gotta talk about the whole reference to cheers uh what he's like what, is, what are we gonna do about this unspoken thing between us one unspoken thing you know cheers sam and diane totally dig each other but the but they won't say because if they do, the ratings will go down sort of thing. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's like, this is whatever the show is where where someone's open to new possibilities and the other person's a jerk. It's a show that doesn't exist. That's why it would get zero ratings. And then she's like, I don't know what Cheers is. <laughs> um... I love that. I actually really love that. I I I find that so completely hilarious. Um, and then you know that eventually leads to the Gamora and Nebula fight, um, where uh, uh, where Gamora where Nebula comes in with a ship and starts firing at her, and then Gamora like like the ship falls apart and the gun falls off the ship, and then Gamora literally picks the the gunner up wire, puts the wires together and starts shooting it at the ship. I was like, oh. And it's really impressive, like, how strong she actually is. Like, she's able to carry that giant thing. I'm like, wow, she is actually legitimately really, really strong. Um, uh, and then um, I, I love how we get a little bit deeper into Nebula's backstory with the whole... Um, uh, you know, you just wanted to win, I just wanted a sister and then hearing that what Thanos did to her, you know, they really do go out of their way to kind of, you know, you don't see Thanos in this movie at all. You don't see him in this movie at all, but you do get references to him through Nebula and how and what her ultimate goal is is that she wants to cause Thanos the same physical pain that he caused her where every time, uh, her and Gamora would get into a fight and she lost, Thanos would replace parts of her with with, uh, with uh, mechanical parts, you know. Um, which actually is really tragic and actually made me like the character of Nebula. Because in the first one, you know, I didn't really like Nebula in the first one. Because I thought she was just a typical side character who's just like... Who just got the, the angry voice. The villain voice. And she's just... You know, she's gonna just... Talk deep. And it's just like... Oh, I'm, I'm emo. Oh. But... No, in this movie they really do... Go out of their way to flesh her out as a character. And give her more of a motivation. Rather than... Um... Just making her the typical... Bad guy that just kind of pops in and out every once in a while. You know? Um... And... You know, she does actually be, actually make a good guy turn uh, towards the end. Um, which, we gotta talk about this. My favorite joke in the movie. I'll set it up. <clears throat> Drex, I need to talk to you. I'm sorry. I, 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 I tried to talk to you earlier. To just telling you that you were ugly. But I like a girl with some meat on her boat. She's like, what? And he goes... Ugh, ugh. I was just imagining the idea of being with you physically. And then she's like, Drax, I don't like you like that. I don't even like the idea of what you are. And then all of a sudden, Drax looks at her and goes, hey, there's no need to get personal. <laughs> Ever since i saw the movie for the first time that has always been my favorite joke in the entire movie and every time i watch it every time i see that joke i laugh every single time <laughs> it's just so great uh, um, and then obviously getting that ego villain turn is great i like it how you know i talked about earlier how he thought how he said that brandy. Uh, how Br- I I talked about it. How brandy, the the song brandy by Looking Glass, comes into play. Um, that's because Ego's whole philosophy is that, you know, yes, he loved Peter's mom, but his life is, you know, the sea, and and the sea is kind of representation of Ego's whole ex- expansion plan. How he's gonna he put part of him. He put parts of himself into each planet and he's gonna spread his himself all throughout the galaxy you know um um by the way i gotta bring up before we talk about anything else the stan lee cameo is great uh he's with the watchers and i like it how he says um uh at that time, I was a Federal Express man. Which, this movie came out just one year after Captain America Civil War. And in Captain America Civil War, his cameo in that movie was that he was a Fed, he was a FedEx guy. Um, which I think is really, really great. Um, and then I got to talk about my favorite scene. One of my favorite scenes in the entire MCU. Actually, it might just be my favorite scene in the MCU. But it's where... Um, Yondu and Rocket are sitting there talking, and he's like, "You know, um, oh, what does he say here?" Actually, I want to bring this up here. Um, Yondu, Rocket, I'm trying to, gonna try and find, the quote here. He says you can fool yourself and ever oh wait, what just happened? Ugh. A pop up ad for The Last of Us Part Two came came up. Okay, so he says, You can fool everyone else uh, yourself and everyone else, but you can't fool me. I know who you are. Rocket says, You don't know anything about me, loser and he says, I know everything about you. I know you play like you're the meanest in the you're the meanest in the heart, but actually you're the most scared of all. Uh, Rocket tells him to shut up and then he says, I know you steal batteries you don't need and you push any- away anyone who's willing to put up with you because just a little bit of love re- reminds you of how big and empty that hole inside you actually is. And he says, I know them scientists, what made you never gave a rat's ass about you. And then he says, just like my own damn parents who sold me their own little baby, bo- baby to slavery, I know who you are, boy, because you're me. And then it cuts to this shot of them staring at each other and he says, what kind and Rocket says, what kind of a pair are we? You know? And then he says, the the kind that's about to go fight a planet, I reckon. But it's just that moment between Rocket and Yandu is so great because it's where you really see that oh my gosh. Like you never once thought that Yondu and Rocket could be the same person, but that whole moment where Yondu basically says, you know, yeah, look, I I know exactly who you are because I'm the exact same way, you know. Just like you stealing the batteries, I was selfish and went behind the other captain's back and started doing these jobs for Ego, knowing not knowing... ...that what he was eventually going to do to those other kids, you know... ...which we find out that Ego would take all the children that he had... um, ...and since none of them carried the Celestial Gene... ...he ended up killing them all, you know... Um, ...and uh, Peter is the only one who's carried that Gene on... ...and then obviously this is where we get the twist where um ego says you know um i knew if i turn return to earth to see her again i would never leave expansion the whole the whole reason for my existence so i did what i have to do and then he says but it broke my heart to put that tumor in her head and all of a sudden it cuts to this shot of like peter quill and the camera slowly zooms in he's like what and then <laughs> I like it you how know, ego tries to play it off. He's like, yeah, now I know that sounds bad, but actually and all of a sudden Peter Quill takes his guns and starts shooting him uh, all over the place. And he's like, Who in the hell do you think you are? And he's like, You killed my mother, and all of a sudden it's like you you and then this is where you get the bad guy turn and it's like, oh yeah, no, this dude's gotta go down. You know, they did such a good job of making you love Ego up until that reveal. You know, as soon as you find out that um, uh, that he killed Peter's mom, it's like, oh, yeah, this dude's got to go. He's He's got to. Nope. No way. This dude, he's got to die, you know. Um, and I really like that. Um, the final battle is great. I love the whole red button joke. He's like, whatever you do don't push this button because that will set off the bomb immediately and we'll all be dead now repeat back what i just said and he says uh and then all of a sudden Groot's like i am Groot i am Groot i am Groot and then he points at the button that the death button he's like he's like no that's the button that will kill everyone And then he's, and then he points at it again. He's like, no, how is that even possible? Which button are you supposed to push? And he points at it again. He's like, and he freaks out. And then all of a sudden he's like, hey, don't yell at him. You're making him nervous. And he's like, shut up and get me some tape. Does anyone have any tape out there? I want to put some tape over the death button. And he's like, I don't know. Let me check. And all of a sudden he goes around asking everyone for tape. He goes to Drax and he's like, Drax, you got any tape? And then he's like, yeah, scotch tape would work. Then why did you ask me if scotch tape would work? He goes back and he's like, nobody has any tape. Not a single person has tape. Nope. Did you ask Nebula? Yes. Are you sure? <laughs> and then he's like, I was. I asked Yondu and she was sitting right next to him. I knew you were lying. <laughs> and i like it when he's when they're arguing they're going back and forth and he's like he's like that's exactly my point i have to do everything <laughs> and then Brute runs off with the bomb and he's like we're all gonna die <laughs> um i love that um and then uh i like it when the the ship explodes and all of a sudden he's um yondu's flying down uh, with his hair with his arrow and and quill looks up at him and goes, <laughs> "You look like Mary Poppins, and he's like, "Is he cool?" and all of a sudden, Peter's like, "Hell, yeah, he's cool and then <laughs> and then obviously we get the 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 line that would eventually become its own meme, which is I'm Mary Poppins, y'all <laughs> um i love I love that and then um um and then I love how the battle keeps going. And then I love the the scene where yeah, um, uh, where Rocket is um, basically standing there talking with um, uh, with with Yondu, and he's like, he's like, you gotta let me have this one. I haven't done a whole uh, anything good my whole life. And all of a sudden, he gives him the. Arrow rig and and, uh, 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 one of those little like suits that helps you breathe in space. And then um, Groot goes, I am Groot, and he's like, What's that? He says, Welcome, he says, Welcome to the freaking Guardians of the Galaxy. And he says, Only he didn't use freaking. And then they fly up, and I like how Rocket's like, We're gonna have to have a serious talk about your language. And then I love that moment where um, they're like, you know, Gamora's like, where's where's Quill? And he's like, no, I'm not leaving without him. And then all of a sudden, Rocket fires his little electrical gun at Gamora and he's like, I'm sorry. I can only afford to lose one friend today. And you would think, honestly, I'm not going to lie, at that moment, I personally thought he was talking about Quill. I thought, oh my gosh, they're actually going to kill Peter Quill. And then... It was actually when James Gunn did a watch party for Guardians of the Galaxy Vol. 2, he actually confirmed, no, Rocket's actually referring to Yondu in that moment. He knows that Yondu's going to sacrifice himself to save Peter, you know? Um, and I love that. Now, with having that information, I'm just like, whoa. Like I, that moment just hits me even more now. Um and then obviously Yondu's death, I love, and it makes me cry every time. Uh, and then, and then yeah, we the Ravenger funeral, um, father and son playing at the end. And then I actually like Peter how they actually instead of giving him another um, tape and another Sony Walkman, instead they decide oh let's give you a let's give you let's upgrade let's give you an upgrade and give you a Zoom. You know, he's like, "Oh, Yondu found this on Earth one time. It's what everyone on Earth is listening to nowadays." And he gets the zoom, and he's like, "It has a hundred songs on it." (laughs) Um, I love that. And then the Ravager funeral. I like how all the Ravagers come back. We see, uh, um, oh, what's her name? She's from the Mummy, uh, the third Mummy film. Um, She's from the third mummy movie i'm gonna try and find it here what is her name michelle yo yeah she uh she uh, that was actually really surprising when i saw her i was like oh oh yeah i like her (laughs) it's her (laughs) um it's kind of sad how i remember her from the mummy tomb of the dragon emperor Oops. (laughs) Oops. <laughs> um, anyway, um, and I like the post credit scene. There's five post-credit scenes. Um, number one, we got cr- the Kraglin one where he's learning how to use Yandu's arrow and then accidentally hits Drax in the neck with it. Um, it's great. I actually love it. Then we have number two with the other Ravenger captains and um, basically Sylvester um, Cif- Cif- Stallone just kind of loads up his gun and goes let's steal some crap, you know. Uh then we have um the Adam Warlock one, uh the Adolescent Group and then the uh Stanley and the Watchers. We get a little conclusion with Stanley where he's like where he's like how am I going to get a ride home? Oh jeez. Um and I only like 3 of these. I like the first one with Kraglin, the Adam Warlock one and then the Stanley one. Um, the other two, I'm actually going to lead this into my negatives. I don't like the other two. I think they're completely pointless, especially the the, the Ravenger Captain's one. I think is completely pointless because it's like, are we ever actually going to see these characters again? Probably not. We're probably never going to see these guys again. But they went out of their way to give a really pointless post credit scene. Uh, put a really pointless post credit scene there. Um. Um. Also, since we're talking about negatives, um, I will say I was missing the Nova core in this movie. I really wish that the Nova core had a bit of a part to play, um, especially when you know the Sovereign come and try to uh, mess with the Guardians while they're trying to save the the galaxy. You would think that. Uh, they would try to send a transmission to the Nova Corps saying, oh, hey, we need help. You know, there's a giant planet who wants to destroy the galaxy. Um, But for some reason, they didn't do that. Um, And then, uh, oh, the final fight, the final battle actually goes on for way too long. I, I really do believe that it's like... They go out of their way to... To add more... A bunch of stuff that doesn't need to be there. Like the Sovereign coming in. You know... Again... Pointless. You know... You're not going to have them there anyway. You're just... You know... You have them there literally... To just set up Adam Warlock in the... In one of the post credit scenes. You know? Um, and you... I swear... You could have cut that whole thing with the Sovereign out of it. And the... The thing, the the final battle would have been easily a lot more fun because it's a little bit more paced out, and it's, you know, you have a lot more, you you're 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 giving it more, of a flow because once the sovereign come in, I feel like the 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 action just kind of slows the the hell down by a lot actually. Um, Speaking of the sovereign, uh, again, I think they're completely pointless. I don't like them in this movie. I think they literally add nothing. Again, they are just there to be a pointless setup for Adam Warlock. You know. Um, and then I also, I also wish Drax had a little bit more fighting to do in this movie. Because literally in the final battle, all he's there for is to crack more jokes. Which I, don't get me wrong. I like some of Drax's stuff, like the whole Mantis, look out. But it's like... They don't even give him anything to do. Like, all he's doing... In the final battle is... Standing there next to Mantis... And then carrying her back to the... The ship where Kraglin's at. You know? Um, He only has really two... Really cool action moments. And that is... Both of them are in the first act. You know? Um, So, yeah... Um, but yeah uh, overall gu- those are those complete my negatives but overall guys um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 it's not as good as the first one um, I know I went on and on about positives but that's because as much as this movie is not as good as the first one it's still a really great movie um, I really do enjoy this movie a lot I can watch it and have a lot of fun with it um, I think it is I think James Gunn wrote wrote I think a very personal uh, movie I think it I think it felt it felt like I don't know if he, he meant for, for it to be uh, this meaningful but it definitely has there's definitely a lot there that's very meaningful oh actually you know what I should talk about this before I give my score last last week on last week's episode we talked about our favorite song on the soundtrack i will tell you this my favorite song on the soundtrack is actually um the chain by fleetwood mac um its importance in the song is really great because i love i just love um actually let me bring up the lyrics to the chain um up uh, Okay is this and if you don't love me now you will never love me again I can still hear you saying you would never break the chain um I I, I love that because actually it it's a song really about And and this is just how I perceive the song you know it might have a completely different meaning but than what i'm about to say but i feel like the song is really tied in with the theme of the movie which is about family um you know the guardians in the first one were um were learning how to work together as a team and in this one they learn how to they learn what it means to be a family you know and even peter Quill tells Gamora, you know, I finally found my family. And then Gamora says, I thought you already have, you know. Um, and I love that. I love that how that theme comes into play in this movie. And that's why I think the chain is critically important to the movie itself because it plays multiple times, you know. Um, because, indeed, it does portray that theme that this movie was going for which is the theme of becoming a family which i think is really actually great and and a lot more deeper than i thought a space opera uh would go um but it's great um overall guys i gotta give guardians of the galaxy volume two i gotta give it an eight i was i was thinking about i was leaning in more towards a seven but after watching it again, and after talking about it all the way in depth, um, I really do think this movie is worth giving an 8 out of 10, to. Again, not as good as the first one, but I still think it is really, really good. Okay, guys, so that will do it for this episode of Throwback Thursday. Uh, so, uh, let me just talk about... Uh, Couple of quick little announcements. Okay, so uh, there is a brand new episode of the Web Slingers podcast up on the podcast feed. You can go check that out. Uh, the Web Slingers podcast, the one and only show where we talk about all things Spider Man and the Marvel Universe. Um, there is also a brand new episode of Avatar the F show where we are reviewing the one and only show where we review every single episode of Avatar the F. Of Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, In fact, actually, fun tip. I'm actually recording Throwback Thursday. I'm actually recording this episode on a Monday. uh, And literally, after I'm finished recording this episode, I'm going to go into the next... I'm going to go next... I'm going to go watch... Uh, the next episode of Avatar The Last Airbender And then record that episode And get that ready for you guys um, On Wednesday uh, and, and it's it, By the time you guys listen to this The episode will be up on the podcast feed So don't even worry about it But I, I just wanted to kind of give you guys A little bit of a behind the scenes info Information um, uh, And uh, yeah Next week's episode of Throwback Thursday guys We are continuing Doing series of reviews and we are going to actually um, talk about a prequel to the first three episodes of the of this of Throwback Thursday. So, um, if you guys remember the first three episodes we did of Throwback Thursday, um, and technically they were videos from my YouTube channel that became uh, uh, that actually would end up becoming. The first three episodes of the new Throwback Thursday podcast, but we're gonna be I'm gonna be reviewing the Hobbit trilogy. Um, I'm really interested to talk about the Hobbit trilogy because I have a lot of thoughts on this because I've read the books, I've read the book, and I uh, have some interesting thoughts on the on the Hobbit trilogy. So I can't wait to talk about that. Um, uh, and we'll start next week with the Hobbit and Unexpected Journey. Uh, and that will go on, basically, uh, let me see, what when will it. Let me bring up the upcoming Throwback Thursday releases. Uh, in fact, actually, I'm going to give you guys... I, I know I've been going on for a little bit longer than usual, but uh, I want to give you guys the upcoming uh, Throwback Thursday release schedule. Um, all the way up until the end of the summer, which... Um, you know, cause I have actually the rest of the year planned out for Throwback Thursday reviews, but I'm gonna give you guys up until September twenty. Actually, no, I'll give you guys uh, up until um, August of 20th, uh August twentieth. All right, so here we go. Um, so we just obviously you guys are listening to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Um, Next week, obviously, we're going to have the Hobbit. We're going to start with the Hobbit trilogy and we're going to review the Hobbit and Unexpected Journey. Uh, and then on July 9th, we'll review the Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug. July 16th, will be the Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. And July 23rd, we're going to start with a brand new series and we're going to start and we're going to talk about the Mummy movies. And we're going to start with the Mummy 1999, the Mummy Returns, the Scorpion King, the Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. And The Mummy 2017. Um, And uh, and then. uh, So the the Mummy 99 will be on July 23rd. Mummy Returns July 30th. Scorpion King on August 6th. Uh, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor will be on August 13th. And then The Mummy 2017 will be on August 20th. So that is going to be the upcoming list of Throwback Thursday reviews. I will actually give you guys the. The. I'll actually announce the rest of Throwback Thursday, the rest of the year for Throwback Thursday, um, uh, very soon. Actually, uh, it will actually you'll actually probably get it after my review for The Mummy Twenty Seventeen. So uh, just be just be on the lookout for that. Um, but that will do it for this episode, guys. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, again, make sure you guys check out the podcast feed. Um, I will be continue, I will be doing, um, I will be going back on YouTube videos. So make sure you guys go and subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, at Zeke said, so you're going to get, I'm going to start, uh, uploading more clips from each of the podcasts. So definitely go and check that out. Um, that will do it for me guys. And I'll talk to you guys later. Peace out. In these times of hardship. Just remember...